Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 257. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Chronicles of Chiron, set in the world of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri video game. It's played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes, if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. It's clearly, it's a larger area in there than in your cryopod chamber. You can sort of see you're close to one end of it, you must be. There's what looks like some kind of terminal. Best case, you would say. Is it a glow or is it? No, but you're okay. flashing your lights. There's like, imagine a pedestal and there's a little thing there. You can see there's a few doors on one side. There's a few doors on the other side. They look relatively regular. Doors are huge. Like the doors are 10 feet tall. Okay. How wide is the hall? Hallway is probably eight feet wide. Do you think they were fairly big or do you think they just had a long horn on the top of their head? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we can get Takuda to power up that terminal. That would be something. Alright, I'll go down first. Okay. I will assist Takudo down. The metal makes a very unusual clang, but it is a definitely metallic clang. What is your cane made of? My cane definitely has metal on the tip and metal on the handle. What kind? I feel like probably silver in hue, so maybe like, like a shiny steel or something. Okay. The cane itself is like wooden oak. Is or like something. yeah, reinforced wood. So it has some sort of like metal. It might even have like an interior core. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, I like the, that. But, but the exterior I think is like some kind of like black lacquered wood. Okay, I like it. You get down, you reach the floor, and your cane. It, the floor is like slightly magnetic, magnetized. Whoa! It's not so hard that you can't pull it off, but you have to. You have to like think about it and work at it a little bit. Is it strong enough? So one of my boots has metal... Crap, what is the word? Buckles? No, no. Um, it's not splint. Do you a mean steel like toe boots? boots? Yeah. Were they tap shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing no. horseshoes? <laughs> his right boot has like metal... He's, or, he's got pins in his right leg. Okay. Like actually in his right leg. And his right boot has like some reinforced okay so reinforced type bracing thing. bracing yeah okay okay built into the boot um is the magnetism strong enough that like i can feel it with my boot or just the cane you can feel it with your boot but like it's it's not really stopping your boot and it's definitely not enough like oh you can't put your foot on the wall and then like right. use it to walk up the wall but it's enough to be like wow this floor is really magnetic it is quite magnetic Come on like, it's, like it's made out of magnet? Or you didn't say that out loud. I mean, yes, I say out loud. Oh. This floor is really magnetic. And then I like tap my cane down on it and like let go briefly. The bottom stays connected and of course it yeah. falls over. Yeah, I mean like... And then you have to like... Yeah! Once the whole thing is like attached like that. And Mariah's so excited. It's like, yeah, so, uh, so I'm like, so maybe don't set your computer down on anything? It's good to like holds it closely to his body. It's probably a spaceship. Piece of a spaceship is what Cleve says as he comes out. Yeah. You don't know. We uh, make sure to spot Takudo. But there's no sparks, right? 
I haven't seen anything spark. No, nothing looks active. Uh, there's like a... The symbols, each door is marked with some set of symbols. They vary a little bit door to door. Sketchbook time. Okay. You will be responsible for drawing what those symbols look like. Uh, but yeah, it looks like there's a symbol on this door. There's a couple symbols in this door. One of them changes on the next door. One of them changes on the next door. Something like that. Ladies room. You don't see any like symbology like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that Cleve would know if it's a letter or a symbol or a picture of their children. But you said there's a terminal. There appears to be a terminal at the end of the hall. So I think we should check that out before we start opening doors. Okay. Maybe Takudo has enough power in his battery. Or like Takudo like checks the battery. He's like, well, we can try. I don't know how much this is going to take. I've never plugged into a progenitor thing. But Ra's vouched for you. <laughs> You're like pushing on like, he doesn't have fear failure. That's not. <laughs> oh, okay. You got this. <laughs> Cleve's not always the most sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like. This is data no one from Data Hated has ever seen before. Nobody on this planet has seen it. Well, maybe. No humans on this planet. Mm. Does either of you, like, officially help Tsukudo? I would offer him a blue dye. I feel I have performed this role with Coruscant before. I yes. look over his shoulder at the screen and occasionally say, like, oh, click there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, give me a knowledge progenitor check to even find, like, the right place to plug in. Or a good place to plug in. This will affect Tsukudo's role. Takudo should make this roll okay. on how to plug in his device. Takudo does not have knowledge progenitor. No. Takudo, we help from one of you? Yeah. Like, Do I, either of you have a rank in this? No. No, okay. Um, We've encountered one progenitor device. Two success. Three success. Three success. Okay. Uh, Takudo identifies what he thinks is like a data link that he can splice into. And he's like, well, this should work. We're going to be taking like raw information. Uh, Mariah, hold that end right there. That's going to hopefully provide power. I have no idea what's the right amount of power, so we're going to slowly ramp it up until something happens. Okay. If you see smoke or smell smoke or anything weird happens that I don't need, let me know. Uh, yeah, Cleve's going to watch and make sure nobody wakes up in this place. We might not be the only ones that came out of cryopods. They're like 130 years. I've been here for a thousand years. And 30. 30 extra years. You're supposed to stop these humans from... Nobody um, came looking for us. Cleve stands guard. Makes himself useful. This is Takudo's computers. Oh, Datapad++. That's some good news. Earn your very key. Alright, success, triumph, advantage. Nice. Yeah, uh, yes. Takudo gets in immediately. Uh, the thing powers up. You can't read at all what's on the screen. You see some of the symbols that are uh, related to what you have here. But Takudo can start copying over data. Takudo starts copying over data can immediately. Can he fly this thing out of here? We just... No, can I... No, uh, Takudo, like, starts bringing up on his screen, you see, like, sort of a mirror image of what's up on the progenitor screen, but it's semi-translated. Like, Takudo is on the fly, great Data Jack style, uh, like, labeling things as far as, like, what this is, what that is, diagnosing. It is crazy fast how Takudo is. You spent some time with Roz, have you? Huh? What? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait till arcs about this. They're gonna be so stoked. Uh, no, this is, like, oh, these were, like, prison rooms. These All these doors are... Super locked. Whoa, what? Yeah. Prison rooms? Or like a jail? I don't know. Who knows what's illegal on alien planets? I don't know. Should I open one? Um. Takudo is not reckless. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hold, hold that for a moment. Do any of these doors look different from the others? Like, so, if there's a door to another hallway versus like a door to like. But you're curious, don't you want to see what an alien looks okay. like? They're probably dead. I'm no, curious. Cleave doesn't say that. But that is a strength. 
not a flaw. Yes, that is true. That is true. And like releasing alien mass murderers is not on my list. Whoa, these could be like alien political prisoners. You don't know. Exactly. I don't know. (laughs) They're just all princesses. That have been locked in another castle. Look, I have certainly committed criminal actions myself, but that doesn't mean I think all crimes are okay. So if there is, like, a way to determine a door that, in fact, does not open a cell, because this has to lead somewhere else. There's a door, like, at the end of the hall, like, next to the terminal. Tudo tries that, and, like, <laughs> that, like, shorts out. It's like, I think that door's broken. Like, we might just have part of. This might be the only intact part of this. Okay. Well, then... One of them, I think one of these cells, I guess, must have been empty. You want to open that one first? I feel like that's a good place to start, because then we at least know what we're dealing with. Uh, Mr. Cleave, A, B, or C? Uh, C. Got it. Door to your right. Cleave opens up. See, well, Cleave does not even know what you're doing. He just is yep. like... Takuto just needed someone to make a decision regarding, like, one of three <laughs> empty rooms. Uh, it's almost like rusty door opening. Does it slides open. You step inside, just look inside. Well, Cleve's got the rifle out. Cleve's yeah. got the rifle out. Who to call? Wait, he said prison. I heard that. <laughs> um, you peer inside with the rifle and the flashlight. This is a small room, probably 12 by 12 by 12 box. There's an enormous, you would consider it like a huge bed, but like, again, it's like 10 feet long, higher six off feet the ground. Wide, higher off the ground. Is it like made? Does it have like a mattress and like blanket? No, it does not have those. It doesn't look ready in any sense. And the air in here is like insanely musty. Like this air is super stale. So this part does seem like it was sealed in here. That's it? There's no like toilet or... Yeah, there's some kind of something, some function like that is your best guess in the other corner. Uh, but it's super sparse. Is there... The doors were solid. Absolutely, yes. Um, There was a little latch. Okay. Not even like okay. something that's like a piece of progenitor soap we can take back to... Ooh, piece of that's why I was like, we could have given her a pillow, but no. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, no, that does make sense. There's no electronics, right? Uh, certainly. But yes, there is like a mundane object like that. Okay. It's not used. It looks like this was their next ready thing. And yeah, sure, a pillow. Okay. Huge. Everything is just like 25% larger than you think it needs to be. Oh, is the soap like a soapy type of substance? Is it liquid? It's like a block. Okay. Can I make take a shaving of it? You can make it all thin. I'm take a shaving off. Put it in my bag. Okay. I always like to collect things for Roz. Piece of progenitor soap. <laughs> yes, yeah, a piece of. Oh, I see. You're you're saving a piece for yourself. Yeah. I'm skimming a little off the top, then. Yeah, Literally. yeah, yeah. Um, give me a skullduggery check. To see how well you skim some off. <laughs> Two purples for now. I was going to say, what's her vigilance? Uh, yeah, you're right. We should set it against her vigilance. A red and two purples. You have three story points. Oh, yeah. story points. How desperately do you want this soap? I mean, I... Yeah, I don't know that she didn't say we couldn't take a sliver of soap, so I'm going to just... Well, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just wanted to give it to Roz for mm-hmm. whatever data and analysis Roz wanted to do. Oh, but I wrote, had rolled a despair, so... Yeah, but I succeeded. But a despair in three threats. I succeeded. You succeed, you will hide some soap. Does it cause like rashes or something? Yeah, I think it's exceptionally bad for humans as well. Oh no! <laughs> you're gonna okay. learn very quickly. So I was a slice of. You just you're just gonna collect a crit for every progenitor thing you touch. <laughs> this stuff is dangerous, you guys. Yeah, I I kind of don't want to give you another crit right now. Well, I was just joking. Like yeah. if we were saying like that, it causes rashes. I mean, yes. you can. Like the other one, it's fine. 
Like, this is dangerous stuff. I just got, and I right. should have known better, and I thought about it. I was like, he, is he going to be, but then it's like, this could be really good if we want to analyze the data of something as simple as soap. That is true. Maybe it's not a good idea. Please roll D100 plus 10, because you already have a crit. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, 25 after the plus 10. Oh, that's not too bad at all. Yeah. Off balance. You will take a black die in your next check, and okay. mark down that you have another level 1 easy crit. You really like that. Itchy hands. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah. You can tell it's like a nasty, caustic, almost. Okay, then I wrap it in something in my bag. Yeah, definitely. I bet this really cleans. So um, this is probably what it... No, I'm kidding. Well, you actually start to wonder, like, is it a soap or is it like a torture implement? <laughs> or is it food? Is it food? You realize you have no idea what this is supposed to be. I just was be. like, this is soap. You know what? I think Cleveland says that. I thought it was soap. And then he's just like, stupid. No! <laughs> no. Can you show your hand? Yeah. Can I try to do something about it? Uh, you can make your... But it is a crit. I don't know if you want to try that much. Yeah. It's going to be a fungus situation. This is a fungus situation. So I believe down here, there is neither blue nor black. Yes, I agree. But I, I don't know why he's like, Roz might be interested in analyzing this, but probably it really is Marina. Yeah. <laughs> Roz might be interested in soap. They need a shower. I mean, maybe <laughs> Roz might process some of the data after Marina, like does the chemical decomposition. Yeah. Because Cleve isn't curious, but he I'm has friends that are. Having a bad time today. I cannot do anything about your hand. Have you suffered any strain? Then I wouldn't know. <laughs> no wounds, just um, crits. I'm going to wipe my hands on my pants. And hopefully that doesn't it. make a hole in them. does not make a hole in your pants. You have a couple advantages. You're using the miasma, uh, in a sense, or the fungus magic, however you want to put it. And so you get sort of a general, like, vibe of the room. Imagine, like, if you're blind and you can, like, use echolocation to... Mm -hmm. You get a brief hit of, like, there's something interesting. Spore location. Yeah. There's something connected to Miasa or Fungus Magic, like, back in the terminal somewhere. Not, like, data-wise, but something is reacting to your point. Huh. Okay. So, like, imagine you hear it a chirp yeah. from down the hall. Um, I take the pillow... <laughs> As a, an item, a personal size item. The alleged pillow. Just be careful with it. <laughs> All right. Could come in useful. I understand. Probably a large encumbrance item here. But I, I take the pillow with me as I leave this room. I mean, it's alien material. Yeah. That might be worth a mm -hmm. lot in the mm -hmm. domes for all we know. You know, maybe Shufen will only want the pillowcase. Who knows? And then I go back to where Takudo is at the terminal. Yeah, and I he's start still looking, like downloading some stuff, like feeling along the edges of the terminal, like, <laughs> trying to see if there's any like edges kind of like prying up the faceplate. Uh, yeah, you're feeling around, and towards the bottom, it's almost like there's a little like locker uh, kind of thing in it. If it was locked, it opens right up. Uh, there's no like electronics in there, but there's some little doodad of similar si uh, scale to the like siege worm collar. You don't know what it is, but it had some kind of reaction when you did something. So it's like a handheld device? Some sort of handheld, short, inanimate rod. Can you interface with this at all, Takudo? Uh, Takudo's like distracted for a second, and then like looks over like, what is that thing? And like, he's still typing as you're doing this. It's, I don't know, it's some sort of device that can interact with the local plant life. I don't see any like data ports on it. Be careful. Give me a knowledge progenitor check. This is three purples. This is a harder thing to try to suss out. All right, but I'm spending a story point 
Because okay. somehow this is related to Miasma. I don't think Takudo is helping you because Takudo is distracted. I succeed with two threats. Um, and you can add more details to the like physical description of this device as you wish. Yes, this is some sort of... I'm trying to find the right words uh, to describe this. Uh, not like miasmic repulsor, but like miasmic... What, integrator? What am I trying to think? Manipulator. Miasmic manipulator. Like, mechanically in the game, this is an implement. Okay. Um, we can work out exactly what its magical features are. But it doesn't have any interfaces for plugging in. Does not have any interfaces for plugging in. No. Um, you have threats, though. I do. I have to be doing something in order to figure out what this is. Yes. I could conceivably hurt myself with it. There's not very much miasma down here other than what I have imported myself. Yes. I think you do take one wound, actually. As like you can feel like the twinge in your leg as like something you're doing with this suddenly adjusts how the miasma within you is working for briefly. It's like you can control miasma. This thing also has some ability to control miasma. Okay. So these progenitors were able to work with the biome in some way. Um that happens to you, uh Takuto was sitting there like, whoa, just had a big EM spike. What happened? So there must be some sort of wireless connection between this rod and that terminal. Well, I, I got all the data I think I can get. All right. Well, so we can turn this off and see if it's still doing whatever it's doing. Keep monitoring your thing and let me try something again with this and then see if there's another spike. You're not going to damage my data pad, right? I'll step further away with this rod. Sure. There isn't another way to test it except for the data pad with all of the progenitor data on it. Well, if we want to see, like, what sort of signal it's transmitting, we need the device that measures what it's transmitting, and that's the data pad. That has your data on it and the Takuto says, data. why don't I unplug from the terminal and see if it still works? What is the it in this statement? The thing you're holding. Like, whether this device needs Does you something. to be plugged in Correct. in order for this device to do anything? Yes. Okay. Does there need to be power in the terminal for that thing to ah, work? okay. Is the experiment Takuto would like to run? I see. I think we should find something else electrical, because weren't you saying, you yourself saying the most important thing to get out of this was your data, which is on that pad? Agreed. That's but my true. data is also, Shufen also has a copy of my data, right? Yes. But we don't know what, if that does the EMP thing? Doesn't that erase data? What? You said there was an electromagnetic. There's an EM spike. Yeah, not that there was, like... Not an EMP. Couldn't that erase data? I mean, if it and was, like, magnets? tailored correctly and it, the object wasn't shielded, it was a distinctive spike. This didn't look like noise or, like, a lightning strike. All right. What I was thinking was this emitted some signal and you were detecting that signal. It was not explained to me in any way that made it sound like it would be destructive. Right. It, Tudor doesn't know. That's what I'm saying. I understand there's... We're having trouble clearly describing what this thing is and how it works and what the dangers are. No, that was Cleve's interpretation. Is no. EMP is what he heard. Oh, okay. okay. Was it's going to erase our data. Maybe we ex don't experiment. And that, the data is the most important thing. Let me put it this way. Like, Takuto disconnects, depowers the terminal. You, Mariah, because you've fiddled with this device some, can tell it's still doing... It was not tied to the terminal. Okay. It's I'll still, give you that information It's still tingling on some level. It's still tingling on some level, yes. Okay. This, this is still on. Yeah, to the extent that it uses power in a traditional sense. It is still doing a thing. It is active. Okay. Uh, 
I bet you Chu Fen would be interested in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are we gonna give it to her? We're gonna open another door and see if there's anything else useful to give to her. Alright. You want one that might have that was marked differently than probably empty? I got the torture soap. <laughs> That's why you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I think to do due diligence down here we do need to open these other doors. Okay. You are like you've been at this for like fifteen minutes, you are running up on your time. Yeah. So Taguto like plugs back in, it, he doesn't have to do another computer check, and opens up one of the other doors that was he thinks, you know, active or uh, what is your stance as this door is about to open? Like, are you concerned? Are you yes. weapons at the ready? I, or... Yeah, this, somebody said yeah. they thought it was a prison. I don't know that we want to tell her that that's what we know because... She doesn't need to know that we pulled the data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm ready to, like, whatever we have to do to try to defend ourselves against the six-foot, uh, I guess maybe eight-foot-tall, huge, hulking, alien... Based on the sizing, your guess is eight-foot-tall. Yeah. From where, like, humans are, like, five and a half to six feet tall is your estimate. Anyway, door opens. Again, same kind of creak. From this door, like, uh, not smoke, but, like, a lot more dust seems to come out. So that initially it is hard to see what is in there. But you've got your flashlight on. Nothing comes charging out at you. You aim your flashlight where you think, like, the bed ought to be. And, like, the first thing it sees is, like, a tusk sticking out. I don't think I need fear checks, but that's... They just Sorry. land on the rhino, or what? <laughs> Where is the tusk? That's the first thing you see through the cloud of dust in the direction of the bed. Okay. There's, like, dust that, like, you can't see the opposite wall. It is thick. Because whatever's been in here, there's a lot of built-up oh, I just realized they're just transporting minotaurs. No, minotaurs have horns, not tusks. Oh, they don't? Yeah. Does it move, or is it still? For a brief moment, you're not sure. As the dust settles a little bit more and, like, comes out of that room, it does not move. And you see that tusk. There's a second tusk. And you see a skeleton of some bipedal creature on the the cot, the bed. I would like to make a fear check. Because, like, the idea that these people were somehow oh. trapped here underground yeah. and yes. nobody ever came to get them and they couldn't get out, that <laughs> is, like, exactly my fear. Yeah, that sounds good. 30,000 years of nobody years. That feels like a three purple to me. But you're not alone I think, right now? I think it's only two purple. Like, okay. if, if I walked in and the door closed behind me... Oh, like, yeah, that, yeah, okay, okay. Two purple. I feel that check. I will have a black die on everything else down here. Yeah, it, like, it is unnerving. Like, that could have happened to you if you've been a little less lucky. That still could. Maybe, well, that's, maybe that was a problem. Maybe Cleve says that could have happened to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Mariah is just like, are they buried down here and just left and forgotten and just starved to death in their cells. Was Mariah, like, walking into the room, Mar- sees this and, like, steps back out? Yeah. Yeah, like, Mariah was, like, right with Cleve, you know, like, opening the door to see what's inside. And yeah, mm-hmm. Mariah backs out of the room and, like, nervously looks up and down the hall and is just like, do these all have skeletons in them? How many doors are there here? There's, like, six. This dude had tusks. Does the walls have damage to them? Like he tried to get out? The door does. Okay. Maybe that Cleve... makes it even worse. Maybe this was their punishment. Cleve, give me a perception check. One purple, but a black for all the dust. Mariah is not available to help. No. <laughs> I do not succeed, but I rolled five advantages. I don't know what to do with that. 
I will. Did I find another progenitor device? Borrow silk. <laughs> you actually, you do find some other uh, device. Your interpretation of like whatever this progenitor thing is is this is a piece of contraband, like prison contraband. That... Okay. Oh, because of where I found it, I interpreted that it's contraband. Yes, it's like it's on the. Oh, I found like it's maybe under I... the bed or whatever. Yeah, maybe I found like a one of the. Because I was looking at the door, maybe there was like a panel behind the door that I could just pull open up, and that's what where they had stored it or something. I mean, it's like or hidden the in the bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the mattress kind of classic thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think what it would exactly be. I mean, it's it, not anything, high tech, whatever it is. It's but hard it's... without knowing their culture, but in yeah, yeah, yeah. prisons, anything could be contraband. A, probably a lighter, a phone. You know, like it doesn't have to even be dangerous. It could be. It could be something like yeah. That. You whatever whatever the their is, laws. Your assessment, like, you're like, this is some kind of, like, radio. Yeah. Like, it's obviously a little bit bigger in scale, but, like, there's something that looks like an antenna here. Something yeah. that looks like a dial for tuning. Right. There's, like, some kind of switch. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, the, the form factor of modern radios of, like, there's a dial for tuning, there's a dial for volume, and there's, like, a switch. Right. And there's some sort of antenna that extends. So, yeah, yeah. so I picked that up, and I... And it looks that. much more banged up than other stuff. Right. This was clearly used to some sense. You don't know exactly what it does. But it looks more exciting as a progenitor. Yeah. The, like, facilities area, like, is clearly more dirty than the other ones. But, like, dust has been covered everything, so it's... Right. So, is there a skeleton attached to that tusk? Yes, sorry, I, I meant to say that too. There is absolutely a skeleton attached to that tusk. Two arms, two legs. And a horn. Tail. What? And a horn. Tusks. Oh, tusks. Two tusks. And a oh. tail. Tail, yes. So giant thing type tusks. They're like uh, imagine like woolly mammoth tusks, actually. Ah, okay. More like that. Mariah has like kind of drifted down the hall to like back right at the rope. Cleve, do you interact with this skeleton at all? Oh gosh, um, ethics. I don't know that any of this would actually stuff on ethics. I would like to take a small bone from it. Heppa. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I have friends that are nerds. <laughs> It's for my friends. I mean, you encounter an alien skeleton and you have to smuggle out something just about their biology. You, like, reach to grab one of the tusks. Yeah. It's remarkably, like, lightweight and fragile compared to oh. what you expect. So you're able to, like, you go to grab part of it and part of it even breaks off quick and you have a piece the size of your hand. Okay. I'll put that in my bag. I um, guess very carefully. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems the bones are lighter weight than you would have expected. They're birds. Maybe. Or maybe this one was. Mm, yeah, so then I'm going to look at it. Mar- Mariah. I totally forget to call you Thorn at this point. That warms my heart. I'm frightened <laughs> as I am to be down here. Maybe you want to do a drawing. Sounds like a good leadership yeah, check. Can you make a leadership check? Yeah. Against two problems. Then I could say, do you want to make a drawing of this for me? I mean, holy crap. This is Cleve, like, being channeling his inner scientist support. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, leadership. We have story points? You have two. Yeah. yeah, I would like to use one because I would like a drawing of this. I'm sure I would like to make the drawing. Well, actually, I don't want that. I want somebody to have this drawing. Actually, you should add a blue die because I of my curiosity. Mm-hmm. That might be able to break through my fear. Okay. So, yeah, I succeed and there's a threat. So maybe okay. when I take a breath in, I cough a little. Yeah, I think it is, it's a physical thing in this case. That does sound like a really good idea, Mariah. You could do that from outside the room yeah. and peek in. Because we don't have any ways to take pictures, right? Uh, yes, Kudo does not have a camera no, on his uh, data pad. No pad plus plus does not include a camera. Well, that's considered frivolous. 
It yeah. Works. So then Cleve's like, we don't have a way to take pictures. Can you get a drawing of this thing? Chikudo does it like, we don't have a lot of time though. We got only like five minutes. A so quick sketch. Okay. And then we get out of here, I think. Okay. Uh, why don't you check the other room soon? All right. Okay. I will go stand in the hallway at the door there. And you... Do these doors open in or out or just slide? Slide. Okay. I make sure I'm not crossing that line yep. in any yep. way. You think I just kind of gave him a little something to do too to kind of keep <laughs> whatever disturbed him. Um, Cleve, you're checking the other rooms? Yeah, stir um, down your fears. No, I'm yeah, yeah. Give me two purple and a black perception check just to see if you, there's anything else you find. Actually, you make it a purple, red, and a black. And let me know if you can despair. <laughs> I fail, but no despairs. Okay. Uh, but three advantages. What is interesting to Cleve here? Cleve is so pragmatic, but at this point, it feels like we're data gathering progenitor. I think that seems to be his. Like, are, are they all the same? They're similar. They don't have all the exact same things, but like, yeah. like you see the skeleton in a different place than right. one of the other ones. Um, but are they all these, these tusk tail creatures? Yes, they're definitely all tusk tail creatures. The size varies slightly. Right. One of them, like the tusks clearly was broken a long time ago. Oh, like before death? Probably, yeah. Like that person must have not had a full, like their tusk broke somehow. I don't know how. The, they're naked? Um, No, there's like some kind of tonic on them in general. But like even that is degraded. Okay, but I can get a little bit of an idea. That's, I mean, that might be fine just to get a little bit um, of... And, and from Cleve's perspective, he's not necessarily curious, but anything he can take back to the colony for them to analyze, that's more of what he's interested in. So if there's... I mean, I got the bone, so I'm assuming carbon dating. Lex does. Cleve knows, doesn't know about these things. He has infinite faith in scientists, apparently, and data people to know stuff. So, I mean, I could just take some of the dust. No, no, no. I'll give you something slightly more. Uh, one of them has, like scratch things in the walls uh-huh. like some kind of writing or something part of it is graphics and it looks like maybe some kind of star field to you okay. give me a knowledge chiron check two purples uh, yeah i succeed you recognize this star field like okay this is like the view of the night sky from here okay and there's you're able to see oh okay like there's earth okay that's cool uh it looks like just another place like there's some of the other planet or not planets um stars that you recognize and there's another one somewhere far off of here that's like emphasized, like circled. Okay. That's like some other star. Okay, then you know what he's going to do? He's going to fly out his notebook and he's just going to make a quick dot just to kind of. Like the important ones. Yeah, just because that's got to be useful to somebody. Mm-hmm. Progenitor homeworld here. Yeah. Yeah, I would say your inference is that progenitors are not native to Chiron. Right. Who is really? Xenofungus. They probably died of miasma poisoning. Yeah, you don't know, like, oh, did. Xenofungus and miasma come with the progenitors. Right. That could be terraforming from their perspective. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I do jot that down and I throw that down because that's got to be something somebody might care about. Okay. Uh, but Not I the think... most practical of information, but somebody might be interested in it. That is true. Uh, the door does not close you in, thankfully. <laughs> this is where we lost Cleve. And they find a skeleton of a human with a tusk and a drawing of a starfield. It's like scratched in the wall. It's like, well, I got myself killed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, that was dumb. Yeah. I think you file out of there as your time goes out. I'm not going to make you make an athletics check to get out, I don't think. Mariah, you're the first one out. I actually give the radio to Mariah because I kind of get the sense that he wants to keep the other thing. Because I feel like we need to produce something. So you give me the radio with the intent that I can give to Shufen? And the soap. Okay. I hide the other thing. Understood. Do you want me to make that check with the fear die? 
No, I think you can do that at least when you get to like the cryopod area. Okay. Why don't we do the one record is planar curve strain, and then we can see if you get away from Shuven with your ill-gotten gains. We'll give her the contraband and keep the other one for contraband. I feel so much better <laughs> once we are out of there. So Deep much breath, better. Sunlight. All the strain gone. Above ground again. Miasma. <laughs> yes, breathe in the beautiful miasma. You see a, like, down the hill, like, wolf beetle scurry off. Oh, There's no, like, flutter of a, a shimmerfly on the edge of Somewhere the there's a flutter of a shimmerfly. She's like, this guy is going to get himself killed. The, like, 20 minutes is up. Uh, you can see, it looks like, from your vantage point, the crew is heading back to their excavator as you come out of the... Is she coming over here? We could just... She's coming here. I was going to say, we could just quietly leave the thing for her to find and leave. No, I need the... Because she wants the information, too. And she had the stuff from our yes. cryopods. Uh, so she heads up towards where you are and meets you, like, near your rover. Uh, and just asks, everything you okay? That was a very disturbing place. What was it? It was a prison, and the prisoners were still in their cells. Were they alive? No. Okay. Just skeletons. What were they like? Uh, More human, right? It's not I, something crazy. I show her oh. the sketch that I made. Oh, excellent! Like she, like oh, she this is make, like in your notebook though. She's gonna yeah. take it. That's yeah. What, no, yeah. like, do you want a copy? I can make another copy. Yes. Okay. I will use that as a blue die. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you find there? There were skeletons. Do you have a sample? I did not go anywhere near the skeleton. I did get a sample. Didn't I think it's fair to say that, like, you had, you could have a couple of bones that you pulled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. She said tech, so I didn't know that she wanted samples too. But you know what? Maybe sure. tech, but whatever. I'll produce the sample. Then. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a story point on that. What about tech? So there's this radio kind of thing, or a transmitter. I I guess maybe. I'm aware of the concept, even if they don't work on this planet. It's a weird thing for them to have here. Well, maybe they had a way to make them work. She's, like, not looking at you at all, like, and is almost in trance with this device. And like, she, did, she takes it from you. Interesting. Do you, want a pillow, do you want a pillowcase? Sure. I mean, it's their textiles. That's a form of technology. That's a good point. And so, Cleve, like, produces the soap. Don't touch it. Don't touch it? <laughs> it shows his hands. All right, then. Yeah, because he wrapped it in things. Yeah. And I think I'd like one deception or... Like skullduggery check for how well you're hiding that you still have something. Maybe even a cool check. Given that list of choices, I will choose cool any day. I mean, Give my it. cool check would be two, but I don't know if we can work together or not. Yeah, because you're being forthcoming with a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, from Cleve's perspective, he's not not actually hiding anything. We just agreed to give her personal size tech. So the only thing we're hiding is the piece. Everything else is none of her business. A red and two purples. She's not especially suspicious of you, so. Because we're just stupid planet followers. Success with one advantage. Okay. She does not question that further. She's like, she pulls out the like hard drives. Uh, and says like, I don't need these. But frankly, just take them as space. How many does she have? Uh, she's got three. It's probably Sylvia's, mine, and yours. Yeah. I ask, what about the fourth cryopod? Give me a charm check. Unless you want a different kind of check. <laughs> no, I'm I'm playing it cool. Mm -hmm. Two reds. We woke up in that room. Mm -hmm. We knew there were four. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know about Morgan? <laughs> she does not like that question. 
I fail with two advantages. She just says, don't ask about the fourth cryopod. Pretend it never existed. Okay. If you want, she can make a leadership check. No. That sufficiently addresses... You're like, it doesn't matter if she succeeds or not. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. yeah. That, that just like the progenitor stuff, it was on the, like, do not talk about list. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. I will sketch out a copy of the skeleton for her. Uh, yes. She also asked you, was there anything in there that you couldn't get out? That would be interesting. Understanding I can't go down in there and get it, but... There was a terminal that was mounted in the wall. Mm-hmm. Also, the ground was very, very magnetic. Interesting. I wonder if that's why it pulled your cryopod when it crashed. Oh. Beds. <laughs> I suppose beds are a form of technology. Yeah. Like, as you're drawing a thing, like, what's the scale? How tall are these creatures? I add dimension lines. Eight feet. Mm-hmm. While I'm doing this, I, if she'll allow it, wish to make a little bit of small talk. Okay. As we are recently woken up, and I will say, have been blundering around. Out here. That's a fair statement. Play into her, you know, plant flowers are inept thing there. And uh, ask, uh, what, what can she tell us about life in the bright, shiny uh, dome that we've seen glowing at night? Sounds like a charm check. Um, it's either that or it's cashing in the favor from earlier. Oh, yeah. If you want to cash in the favor, then you can just yeah. snap your fingers. And Ultimately, I need something that can help me get to that medical center. Like, uh, that's, that's, yes. my goal is rescue arcs. Uh, she's like, I'm, I'm frankly impressed that... You all survived for the... You've been... Your pods have been open for three weeks or four, like a month now. It's hard to keep track of time here on this strange alien world, but somewhere around three or four. Well, like, she knows. She has the data. Right, right. Right, so she knows when they opened. Okay. Three or four weeks sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 30 years before that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, so sore about it. Yeah, it, it, like, she gives you directions to the Morgan Dome. It's like, I don't know, like, if your rover was, like, part of this and you managed to get it out. Whatever. The Morgan Dome... Is the safest place to go. We have filtered air uh, there. You should go. Um, actually, like she checks like the date in her watch. It's almost uh, the anniversary of Planetfall. <laughs> is that a holiday or something? Yeah, of course it's a holiday. Didn't back on Earth some countries celebrate like days that they're like founded or whatever? Yeah, but some countries also had like memorial sad celebrations on those days. Well, it's not a sad day that some of us got to exist. Planetfall. Anyway, that's where you want to go. Look, whatever your official jobs were, I, you're 30 years late, so probably you won't be able to do those anymore. But someone there will be able to extend you credit, I'm sure. So we've been out here. You've indicated it's kind of probably unhealthy. We should probably get checked out somewhere. They're like oh, a, a clinic. Yes. Uh, yeah, there definitely is. There In the biosciences division, uh, there's a miasma unit. Actually, I think I heard. I saw a flyer for it somewhere. There's a, there's a new treatment. You might be good candidates. I have no idea. You know what? Yes, definitely check that out. All three of you, I think, would be excellent candidates. I'm sure they'd love to have a couple planet followers there for their the latest and greatest uh, experimental treatments. Oh, so we can, like, volunteer for these treatments and they'll extend us credit or something? Uh, you can get a discount on them. I don't know the exact details. It, you know what? She, like, she pulls out the flyer. She, like, has the flyer somewhere in, like, her bunch of mailings or whatever that she's gotten. Yeah. Look, this gives you an extra 10%. Uh, look, it says debt repayment ratio. That's just, like, credits. Think of them, like, what? Dollars, denarii, whatever currency you used to use, think of it like that. <laughs> the stuff she learned in school. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of something actionable. Um, actually. Like, she works out in the field. She must go to miasma processing like you, she did. Like, does she have an actual contact? Yes, she says, uh, yeah, talk to Dr. Bingyi Khan. 
B-I-N-G-Y-I-K-H-A-N. She's one of the researchers at the uh, Miasma Unit. Actually, yes, definitely tell her that I sent you, because then I'll get a referral bonus. <laughs> I just realized why there's flyers for everything, because there's no, like, wireless communication. Like, within the dome there is, but if you want to, if you're not on the network node link. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she recommends you head there right away. Uh, she gives you, like, some very generic effects of miasma poisoning, what it can look like, um, which are things, it tracks the things that you've heard. Is there, like, parking? You're the first people... Sorry. Sorry, sorry my crew's running their, <laughs> their hammer, so, like, every couple seconds we have to, to take a break. Takuto, you're not supposed to drive the rover. <laughs> What's he doing to make it make that noise? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Backing up in place. Not no, putting... he added a revving noise. <laughs> not putting it in gear. Yeah. Right. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm sorry, what was the... Where do you park? I, yeah. No one has a car. Like, the only people that have vehicles are, like, usually... Official, like, more of a prospecting or, like, repossession squad. We'll have trucks that sometimes help them get from point A to point B. Does she have advice on what to do about our rover? Like, so it doesn't get confiscated by somebody. Because clearly property rights are, like, a... Oh, parking inside a dome. Yeah, you're not going to be able to afford that. If it were me and I had a car, I'd find a safe place outside. Where and no just one's hide walk. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is going to be the safest thing you can do. There are some... Uh, she actually does say, like, there are some outlying farms that are undomed. Just make sure not to park it there. Farms that are undomed. You can grow the crops outside. The people can't be. Are they earth crops or are there native crops? Oh, no, yeah. It's like corn, wheat. They, maybe they've been modified. I don't know. But they they spend a ton of time like spraying fungicide and everything. So oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, watch out for xenofungus. Like, you got to be real careful about that. It can get in places. It can infect equipment. Uh, miasma. I said, I talked about, you've been talking miasma by now. Yes. That's thing you got to be careful about. Uh, wolf beetles, not always cute, okay? <laughs> it's good to hear somebody say it. Yeah, that yeah. just endeared him to her just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Some of them got a little bit of snap. One bit me once. Fiercer than you'd think. There was a nest here before the cave-in. Oh, no, this is back in the dome. No, I'm telling you, there was a nest, a wolf oh. beetle nest here before this hillside caved in. Oh, well. We passed through it on our way up. Good to know. Is there anything else either of you want to get out of this encounter? I got my multi-tool and apparently a bunch of alien bones. I Dust. got a contact in the dome and some sort of implement. I'm satisfied. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about what the implement looks like, though. <laughs> I don't like the idea of it just looking like a magic wand. I agree. So I'll put some thought into that. And we can figure out exactly what it does. I realize, like, oh, you don't have attack, so it's not like, oh, it does plus one damage. I'll, I'll look and see what the different materials can do in mm-hmm. Terranoth and what the different other types of implements can do in the CRB. What I need to do is find an archaeologist that's super rich <laughs> that can fund us in, re- <laughs> in exchange for bones or whatever. No, I guess not an archaeologist, a xenobiologist. No, it'll be... In- well, you know where a xenobotanist is. Yeah. It's as close as you can get. She's already doing triple duty. Um... You get back here, Rover. Your Rover's right there, actually. Yeah, um, we can back out of here so that we don't disturb the rest of her crew. Yes. You don't know if she told the rest of her crew about you? Probably not, since she's trying to keep some down low. It's still like, is it like another day's drive to reach that dome? That Pretty dome was, close. Yeah, it was... Um, so it's like probably midday. You can probably get there late tonight. Because when we woke up and we looked out of our cryopods, the domes looked impossibly far away for walking purposes. Yes, for walking purposes. But there's enough cleared between here and there. I guess they got their device here, so... 
That's true. So you can follow. And she gave you directions. Okay. So you can follow the route a little bit. So if you want to make that driving check now, and then we can wrap up. Yeah, you can drive it and hide it. Well, that'll be good because I have this black die that I've been queuing up. So oh, perfect. So that way I can use it. Yes, so this is just two purples and a black or and a blue die, actually. Because she gave you some directions, and there's already, like, whatever tracks their excavator came through on. You okay. can sort up all of that. Xenofungus is regrowing already, though. And your usual minus two black dice for handling. Yes, they succeed. So you could go all the way through the dome. You do drive through, like, next, immediately adjacent to the dome. Yes, it looks like there is some sort of field of, like, corn. And you see things being sprayed on it. With some, like, some sort of automated drones spraying, like, fungicide. Flying things? Yeah, flying. Hmm. Are we close enough to the dome that they can have Wi-Fi? Your best guess is that it's on an automated pattern and doesn't communicate. Okay. So it goes out, does its pattern, and returns. Okay. That's probably what it is. So then we look for an out-of-the-way place that we can put the rover. Yeah, we look for a hiding spot. Give me a perception check or a survival check. To find a place or to hide it? To find a place. And then another check to hide it? Well, because we have dice queued up to help us with our oh, hiding. Oh, right, right, Okay, okay. I want one check to do the hiding. Okay. Is that survival? Or I that think that's survival. Okay. Because you're hiding in the wilderness. All right. I think this is a red and a purple. And what was this dice you were saying we queued up? We have two loose dice to apply to this. Because of our painting jobs and stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. We do succeed, fairly. But six advantages... And a success, you said. Yes, and And a success. success. Okay. You find an excellent place to hide it out of the way. Uh, Not a cave, but like on the other side of a hillside. And it's like less than half a mile from the dome entrance uh, that you can see. As you're looking around the wider area, though, some of it does look like it's been burned clear. And like the plants that are growing here are all earth plants. Well, we did see earth plants in the wild. Uh, Yep. There's a mixture, there's like some earth, plenty of like earth trees. There's actually, it looks, orchard is not quite the right word, but like curated forest, definitely, off to one side. Uh, other places where it's just like generic, you would say earth weeds are kind of growing. Are they like intelligently planting or are they like monoculture planting? It's definitely monoculture. So like there's a forest of mostly regular space trees of all the same kind of tree, of Norfolk Island pine or whatever. And some of those, like it's been 30 years, some of those, it looks like they grew tall and have been cut back down. So someone's harvesting a lumber from there. But hey, you know, they're replanting. But it's not Leyland Campos, because he's harvesting chitin. I don't know. Maybe Leyland Campos like, did the initial clearing. Uh, the area definitely looks like burned. Do you find some charred native life? Oh, like it was burned, not fungicide? Yes, it does look burned in some places. Other places, it's like it gets fungicide irregularly. Like initial burn to clear it and then fungicide spot treatments. Uh-huh. I, somehow I didn't envision you could just burn mushrooms. They would just be like two moons. <laughs> <laughs> that is what you see. It is late that night. Like it's getting to be dark when you get there. I don't know if you want to go inside the dome at night. I don't want to pay for a hotel room. <laughs> Good call. I'm serious. No, I, I, got I you're not credits. wrong. You sleep in the car or outside one last night and stay out of the fungicide pattern. Yeah, we stay in our, like, our blind where we left the car. Yep. What do we want to do with these advantages, or did you already use them? Uh, some of them are, like, because you have an exceptional nice space. Others of those, you got the information about okay. what this area is like. Sounds good. Cool. At least... Inside the dome, you can hear a street race. 
And nobody has cars, so I don't know what they're doing exactly. The re- uh, you hear it's... a repo truck goes by at one point during the night. Oh, so maybe Yushi's back from, you don't know. from observing our last job. But they do not notice you in any way. So, we are now close to the ocean. Yes, actually. You're probably which... as close as you are to Dome, you're as close as the ocean. Which way does the sun set? Does the sun set across the water? Wait, yes. is there just one sun? The well, sun. Oh. But there's a main one, and the other one is goes down at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it sets in the west. Otherwise, it's just too damn confusing. But where's the water? To the west. Okay. Sorry. I wanted to know whether I was getting to watch a sunset on the ocean, or whether... Sunset is Mariah's favorite time of day here, in terms of what it looks mm-hmm. like. Uh, yes, you're on a little bit of a hill. So yes, you can actually see the water, and you see the sunset on the ocean of Chiron. All right. Cool. Successfully completing the cryovid caper. Yep. Uh, you can take 15 experience. Nobody got killed, except for aliens, but that wasn't our fault. And and you can take 15 experience. What do you use your experience on? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> um, I gave XP so she could upgrade Takudo. <laughs> <laughs> well, Takudo handled pretty well. I think that worked out pretty well. Does like, Cleve, Cleve say that? Does I think say? Cleve says, good job, kid. That's what I think he says. So, Takudo, yeah. like, who was, like, again, like, analyzing the data, was like, what? Oh, oh, that, thank you, Mr. Cleef. <laughs> now if we can just keep him alive, because he's obviously a smart kid. We, now, we, now we just gotta get our axe, right? Are you sure we shouldn't do, like, a nighttime raid? We're not going to do a nighttime raid. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure. We have a contact now, there. That's the place where they're holding arcs. We're gonna get that. It's gonna be... He's almost excited. It sounds anxious. Yes. Better to do it during the day, not a nighttime read. Okay, okay. If you need something to focus on tonight, you could work on the Daughters of Chiron virus. Stepdaughters of Chiron virus, that's a good point. That we have to yeah. implant tomorrow as well. Maybe there's a nice communication terminal somewhere in the... I bet there's one in the medical center. Would make sense. GM Danielle here. This is the first real look we have at progenitor technology and design. In the Sid Meier's Alien Crossfire expansion, these aliens have lost some of their technology and are relatively peers with the human factions. On our Chiron, however, we only see ruins. To design this little prison block, I worked backward. I wanted progenitors to be relatively large, yet not just big humans. I took inspiration not only from the video game, but also from the Overlords in Arthur C. Clarke's novel, Childhood's End. They will likely remain mysterious for some time. How big a role they play in the overall campaign is yet to be seen. You've been listening to Chronicles of Chiron, set in the world of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Danielle, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, Xenofungus is not the enemy.